And then they had those rayon shirts that we'd button down to here, unbutton to here, mm-hmm. but they had pictures on them. So, like desert scenes and stuff, which was kind of, you were snazzing it up with those things. Well, Bob? Yes, Josh? I feel like any time you speak at a conference... You should dress, dress the part? Yeah. Just kind of strut in? Yeah, definitely strut in. So, so there was a little bit of a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay, okay. Trying to be more no nonsense this morning. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. So last episode, we talked about how to leave a company like a pro, and in that, we started to get into reasons you would leave and the current job market that's on fire, and we decided, hey, let's hit the pause button and talk about that in the next episode, and so we are in, the in next that, e- yep, yeah. here we and are. It's, and it's the value side of things. I think we were deferring you know, value. We did talk about counter offers the last mm-hmm. time. Yep. But part of this could even be counter offers. Like, what if someone doubled your salary on a counter offer or tripled yeah. your salary on a counter offer? Yeah. And one of the things that I know many people struggle with, even some folks in this room, is understanding the value of themselves and what they bring to the table. And it can be very difficult to figure out what a going salary is for people that are like you. Because people don't talk about salaries a whole lot. Like, not, not many people share, oh, this is what I'm making. Or they're in a job, and you can ask them what they're making. And for all you know, you might work at a company where there's somebody doing the same job about as well as you that might be making 20 30 k more. And how do you know? You'll never know. So it's those things, along with yeah. the current job market, about... Man, I hear about friends that are going to get like a 50K bump so to go do the start, same job. So why don't we start on the inside, which is what you alluded to. I, and and when he said someone's in the same room, he's Metacasters, he's referring to moi. <laughs> so maybe to himself, but more so to me. So Josh has gotten on me for, a year, and rightfully for years, that I may undervalue myself. So as an independent consultant... I have a price list. I, mm-hmm. I'm responsible for ma- managing the competitive nature of my pricing. Right. And I have a I have a coaching and a training price list, and I send it out to clients all the time, and it has ranges. And and I I try to be competitive, but I don't. It, it's part of my challenge or my issue, is that I don't I don't value myself enough. To, this is the best way I can say it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't value who I am. I don't reevaluate myself relative to the market. Part of it is maybe excessive humility. Part of it is, uh, part of it is that even though I publish my ranges, if someone gives me a, a song and dance, I'll cut, right. I'll cut my prices down. So my heart's in the right place. But I, I have a challenge. I'm Bob Galen, and I have a challenge with valuation, mm-hmm. uh, valuating Bob. And I don't think that's just an independent consultant thing. I think everyone, there are some people who overvalue themselves. Yeah. And there's some people who undervalue it. And I actually think probably the world is split across those two. I, I think there's probably a minor percentage that effectively 
value themselves at market rates, whatever that means. I'm an undervaluer, and um, it's it's a problem for me. It's it's always been, you know. I mean, I make I make plenty of money, but it's been it like people don't perceive my value. Like I undercut my. It's not just my view. I'm undercutting how people view it, how mm-hmm. they how they view the services I offer, mm-hmm. and things like that. I sent my price list to John maybe a, few, a month ago or two months ago, and he gave me a comment, because I have ranges. It's funny. I've always felt like, well, ranges give me flexibility. And Josh made, I'm showing vulnerability. This yeah, episode. yeah. And, and Josh came back and he said, yeah, you, he didn't say quite this way, but he was like, yeah, you, you have these wide ranges which means that you can be anything. There's no there's no valuation in that, right? right? You can go incredibly low or you can go incredibly high. So it just gives you a, win- a window to lean into your, into your undervaluation. Right. And I looked at it and I thought about what he said and I was like, he's absolutely right. And I changed I changed my pricing. I took the I took the ranges out. I base it or I I narrowed them incredibly mm-hmm. and I took all of that wiggling out and I forced myself to say, you know what to look at myself, my value, my value relative to the market. I'm unique in the market, but yep. I, I was valuing myself as a commodity, and but I'm I have some uniqueness in the market, and I re- wasn't really stepping up with that. I I think there's there's people that I don't know what the percentages are, but I think a lot of people undervalue themselves. Yeah, they're embarrassed by talking about it. They're mm-hmm. embarrassed to step up. They're embarrassed to demand. I think I think there's probably some generational thing in it, stuff in it. I think there's probably some, like bias, yeah, like some some you know sort of diversity biases in it and things like that. So I'm I'm teeing it up, Josh. Respond yeah, I, to also Bob and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum, you know. With what, I'm regarding, an over valuer. Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. See, I I, I never knew that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not something we talk about. My you know, I'm pretty obvious. So you're an overvaluer. Well, I don't think it's over, but many people might think it is over. No, but if yeah. I was to lean in a direction, I would want to lean. I actually, I'm not saying, I actually think that where I'm at is a really, is not a great place to be mm-hmm. sometimes, right? Because I, of the implications to yourself and the implications to other people and how they look at you. Yeah. And I think that's something that's interesting about it, referring to myself as an over valuer because I don't. I'm sure there are people that are outside that think that or something like that that are like, oh, that's a ridiculous whatever. But I, what I took from, like, you see sports and you see these ridiculous salaries, you know, a couple hundred million or like Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs basically got a half a billion dollars. Yep. It's like it's so much money that he bought part of the baseball team I over there that. in Kansas City. I saw that. You know, and so it's it feels ridiculous, but at the end of the day, you're worth what somebody is willing to pay you. You beat me to. I, yeah. I think, and the only way you get there is by going high. Yeah. And yeah. and then rounding out, and and I never achieved that. I I never. I would look at market. I was evaluating myself against average people. Mm-hmm. I still. Do, yeah, largely. you're Bob freaking Galen, and I don't embrace that. I know, and I and I don't embrace that in my head sometimes. But then there's this like comp level aspect to it, and and just really holding the line on that. Yeah, right. Holding holding the line on who you are. I think it's important for everyone. It's not Bob Galen versus Josh versus whoever. 
But I think a lot of people have an undervalued stance. Yeah, it, it's it's uncomfortable and difficult because you do feel like you're putting yourself at risk. I remember the first time I felt like I was underpaid in a job. I liked the job, so I wanted to stay, but I felt like I shouldn't if they weren't going to pay me yep. X amount of dollars. So I built a case and did all the research and walked into the, I don't know what he was. He was the a VP or something like that. And I was sweating bullets because I thought... This guy could be just like, yeah, whatever, get out, you know. Well, for an employee, so yeah. it's a different power situation for employees going to their boss, right? Yeah. You are at risk yeah. to some degree, to a great degree. Me, it's just I can lose a contract. I'll get another contract mm -hmm. or something. So I'm hurting myself. But in that case, I think there's danger in navigating. I think you still need to do it. So what happened in your conversation? How did it it went way better than I expected, and it ended up raising the bar across the organization. So some of the other devs within the organization were at a similar level, and they understood that they were underpaying by like 20K. And this was like late 90s. Yep. So 20K is different then versus now. Yeah. And they adjusted because they understood the value that we brought to the team. So getting through that was one of those things that helped me learn to advocate for myself see something for me what just struck me so if people come to me people have come to me historically yeah. in josh mode yeah and i'm my mind i'm not saying everyone every leader is in that but my mindset was appreciative mm -hmm. my mindset was you know crap they're telling me in advance they're giving me a warrant instead of them instead of someone sliding a resignation letter yeah and and saying i found you know i got compensated at 20k they're giving me an opportunity to do something yeah and i'm i almost always would respond to that and be thankful about it yeah and then it would not only that person but to you to the point i would look at the entire organization and say are we competitive mm -hmm. and if we weren't we would be making adjustments yeah. for that right yeah so does speak to that one of my favorite things in the world happened yesterday as i'm prepping for this new new role i started in like a week and a half i'm starting to try and build the team so i'm talking to people on linkedin trying to reach out and find people that are good fits so i reached out to a person and their response was hey this sounds really cool but i'm gonna let you know if the salary isn't at or above this number I, i'm not gonna waste your time so I was like, perfect. I love it, right? At least we don't waste, waste each other's time working yep. through this and we get to the end yep. and realize, holy crap, you know? Absolutely. Uh, this is like, we're both excited, but we can't make it work because I, of the numbers. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. I think most bosses appreciate that. It's, it's, it's sort of this yin and yang, though. It's really tough to engage in that conversation, but I think most times it's well-received. Have you ever had somebody come in with a number and you said no? I said no, I can't do it. I said no after some research. Yeah. Like if you came in and said, I want to double my salary. Mm -hmm. So most organizations have ranges and have limits. Most yeah. No matter how entrepreneurial or deep-pocketed you are, there's some constraints. So I've had folks, I've had folks come in and, and ask for more than I am capable of paying for mm -hmm. the role. And I just honestly tell them that I'm like, 
you you the, you may think think you're worth it. The market may say that we just can't compete. So mm -hmm. it's a no. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We just can't compete with the market. In the, when I was hiring here in the Triangle, there were companies in this area that just like Fidelity. There were Deutsche Bank. There were when you looked at the total package that they could offer, they were golden handcuff companies. Mm -hmm. Deutsche Bank strikes me as an example where between salary and uh, bonuses. You, we, I couldn't compete with that. Mm -hmm. We could no. We what I competed with is I tried to put my best foot forward. On set, I don't like to negotiate with people, mm -hmm. so I don't like to negotiate yeah, on folks. I I like to put my best foot forward. I mean, yeah. and I mean my best foot forward. I actually like to offer things that stress me internally in my ranges, mm -hmm. so that it forces me to up the ante. So not just to pay you more money, but to up the ante yeah. internally. But but there were some ranges where I just I said yeah. no. Yeah, there's only been one time where someone came in and I just said no, I won't. So 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 you were able to, but you said no. Yeah. What was the what was the situation? It was a situation where a less experienced, less productive. So so there was a gap. So there was a value gap. Yeah. Person had a friend. They talked, understood what their friend made, and yeah. like the next day, walked into my office saying, "Hey, if you don't pay me X, then I'm leaving." And I said. Okay, I'm not going to pay you that. Did so, they leave? best of luck. Yeah. yeah. But it was a, this is something you should not do, listeners. It was a major roll of the dice on that person's part because they did not have a job lined up and ready to go. Did they, so they literally walked out after yeah. that conversation? Yeah. I'll see. That, that, did you ask them to leave? Or this was no. A, this was them. Yeah. So they gave you a fiery ultimatum. Yeah. And said, either you pay me this or I leave. And then they left without a. Yeah. And it wasn't me calling their bluff. It was like, I, yeah. and it was a very direct discussion of, yeah. I don't believe you're worth that here or in the market. If you can get that, great. But I don't view this role as being worth that in our company. And I have a feeling the rest of the market feels the same way. So I think there's a, so I think there is a valuation. So you, I undervalue myself. There are overvaluers. Mm -hmm. I, I, mean, I think I think the the answer is in the middle of be a fair evaluator of your worth, yeah. given the market conditions, and and so I think that person just misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. I, I've seen that right. I, I and I don't think you just take one one data point. It's a dangerous practice to take the single. I talked to my buddy, and my buddy's getting this, or I read an an ad. Or there's a you know there's a ad at Google and they get Google gets this. I think mm -hmm. you have to do some sampling, one sampling of the market, and two get an honest assessment of your skill set relative to like some folks undervalue. I'm an undervaluer. Mm -hmm. I'm Bob Galen and I undervalue that. There are some folks that overvalue mm -hmm. that that person overvalued themselves. I yeah. don't think it was just the one conversation. I think it was a self awareness gap yeah. as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, and but you know. That, that's the only time I've ever done that, and I believe in hiring fairly. So if there's a situation, and we talked about this before, where I was paying all of my senior devs this amount of money, and there was a senior dev that I loved that wanted that amount plus like 30K, and I said, listen, I, I can't do that. I won't do that yep. to the senior devs that have been yep. here, that have proven themselves, that have worked their tail off. It, it's not right for me to do that to them. So, uh, so I, I didn't hire that person, yeah. but 
the trigger was like, okay, I've got a market adjustment I got to make yeah. and go and do that. So that's that's a situation that I've been it was, in. It was less, and, and that's valuable. It was less about you. It was more about I think every metacaster needs you, you want to do a market analysis. Mm-hmm. So what I did, Josh jostled me. My friend jostled me. I'd known this for a long time, and then I was undervaluing myself. No one smacked me in the head and made me rethink it. But I think every every one of you needs to do a market assessment, a market value assessment of you. And and what is that? That is, you know, where you're at currently. That is talking to some friends, talking to, be aware of the geography, mm-hmm. the virtual, be aware of the, you know, the technical skill set you bring to the table. And, and then say, you know, what am I worth? Yeah. And, and then if you're underpaid, then lobby for that. Yeah. But not just take not be prepared to like be real with yeah. yourself right yep. be real look around your team and say am i you know what is my coding ability and design ability and architecture ability relative to the people in my universe mm-hmm. am i at the lead if I, am i a leader am i in the middle am i at the lower range and that's going to affect it so do an assessment and and then don't just want more money if you want to more, get more money then you know up your skill set yeah one of the most underused resources in trying to find your market value is recruiters or account managers from a recruiting company. Because you know what? That's their job. Yeah. To know what the market value is across all of these roles yep. and think how many they see every day. Yep. So if you don't have a strong connection with someone in the recruiting world, build one. Because I have reached out in both directions and said, yeah. hey... This is what I'm thinking for this role. Does that feel right for you as you've seen it across this region for somebody like me? And they'll say yes, no, whatever. On the opposite, it's like, okay, I'm hiring this new skill. I hear it's valued more yeah. than I thought it was. What are rock star people going for exactly. these days? So that helps me understand the market. So it it might be challenging to talk to all the people that are in your network about what they're making they might not be comfortable but but build a relationship with someone in a recruiting firm that you trust that will tell you the truth and that's the best way to get a vision into that part of the world i mean for a little while i worked uh, at vaco which is a recruiting Mm -hmm. firm and then they were building an actual practice and there's this guy in their nashville office taylor Desson, i think his last name is and i i'm plus wanting to what you said but there's recruiters who are exceptionally well networked Mm -hmm. and are willing taylor is one of those guys that he runs little podcasts and things trying to Mm -hmm. let people know value and what the competitive landscape is so find any recruiter establish a relationship but if you can find one of those guys that that, that almost is a champion of this right a champion of the undervalued i I really i really think he's he's largely doing that um then then really reach out to them and and get their feedback and and do it not as a one shot do it over like over years so you that's your evaluation reference Mm -hmm. uh, over time and i know he does a great job of that and he talks people down there's so he's a nice bellwether there are people who under and he'll he'll illustrate he'll talk them up and he'll talk other folks down and it's not it's not it's an honest assessment of of the nashville area and Mm -hmm. even as that you know, national connections. Welcome to our Diversity and Inclusion Minute. Bob, what do you have for us today? 
So, so Josh, so two things actually, now that I'm thinking about it, a new GoPald put up a thing on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I won't say how much, but I gave, I gave a contribution to this, to this group that I was so moved by that I hid it from my wife. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and the only reason I say is I know she won't listen to this episode. So I got I got real rambunctious and and, I, and I'm so is this the one that was on yeah. LinkedIn? All right. So I, I when Bob shared that I shared it out and I just asked how can we help? So on either one of our LinkedIn's you will find a story that's shared by a group an agile centered group yeah. that is raising money to affect the lives of 50,000 young women in Africa that's their goal. to save them from all of the challenges that they have but also help them build skills for the future in the technology realm I, that is you know I'm a softy and like it brought a tear to my eye like yeah. man number 1 that's amazing that they've yep. organized this number 2 you can get in for ten dollars, yeah. Right, and and knowing that your ten dollars, oh, there it, it has a phenomenal, yeah, it has a phenomenal impact. You know that their website, I I, I, I know this is I can tell because I've seen the the people that they run through the boot camp, mm-hmm. the ladies, the girls that they run through the boot camp, do do their web administration. So you can actually see the technology. You can see them learning and improving, and I just. It's heartwarming. So, but don't ever say anything to Diane because it, it it brought a tear to my eye and it opened up my wallet yeah. way more. So that's one thing. I, so find us on LinkedIn. Look at our posts yes. and please give. I I challenge you to find a more impactful ten or undisclosed number of dollars yeah. that you yeah. could put out there to change lives. Well, do it's not the money. It's do something. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and, and we let, are trying to give and people do something and let your heart be touched. Yeah, there's there's folks in this world that we can really we can make an impact on. And then the other thing is, I did Agile Disciples. We've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. I had my first mentoring meeting this morning, Great. Saturday morning, yeah. eight o'clock, eight to nine. About nine people were there. We recorded it. They're all looking to become coaches, uh, certified coaches. And we had a really wonderful discussion. I can't think of a more hardworking, dedicated, and thankful mm-hmm. thing. I, I get embarrassed by, like, like, they must have said thank you, like, 200 times to me or something like that. So it's just, they're just, they're good people. Well, and, and I just really enjoy working with them. Also, so, let's not forget, you're Bob freaking Gale. I I, I've heard that on occasion. <laughs> All right, back to the episode. Yep. Let's start to package these tools for people that are listening, that are wondering, should I take advantage? Should I try? Is there an advantage to be taken of in this current market, knowing that salaries have increased pretty dramatically from what I've seen? So number one, do your research. Understand what you believe a role like you are in or you want to be in understand what the value of that role is across the market there's a ton of research you can do we recommend finding a trusted member of the recruiting world to help you shape that so let's assume a listener has done that they say hey i actually believe i'm worth 40k more based on what's happening out in the market and the type of work that i do 
what the heck should I do next, right? Like, that's exciting, but also scary. Like, how do I navigate this and make this happen? So I want to go back real quick, I, and I want to yeah. just hold that. I was thinking of housing. I don't know if this is a good metaphor. Do you ever see, I watch a lot of house shows, mm -hmm. and the first thing is someone goes get, gets a realtor to assess the value of their house. And almost inevitably, every homeowner overvalues their house relative to the value that comes back from the realtor. Right. Right. And they'll go get a series of realtors. So so I think that, it, that all I'm saying is I wonder if that's similar here. So that's why you, you want to... Yeah, right. You want to find an expert. So you, But you do it. So I, I think part one is you do your assessment. Don't talk to an expert. Yeah. Get your value, what you think it is, and what are your factors. And then the second thing is go get an expert or two. And, and get that and be prepared to be prepared to accept the truth yeah right you ever see those homeowners they have to be talked down sometimes and and they always get there because the realtors are blowing smoke at them right yeah. they 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 actually are experts in the market dynamics so that's if you like a metaphor i think that's an equivalent metaphor to what you want to do yeah so now there's a 40 40 40k gap 40k difference and what do you think? I, I mean I don't you're excited and terrified at the same time well, I mean, what are the options? You eat it. Well, you, yeah, there, there's, there's. To me, there's three options. Yeah. You accept that that's that's the gap. What the value is, and you're unwilling to go find a way to make that happen. So you you accept a forty k gap, and you get bitter and disgruntled. I yeah. mean, if it was me, yeah. I would have a real hard time. I don't know how anybody wouldn't over the long term. Yeah. Right. I might convince myself I was. You know, you can buck it up, but. That's going to be a little bit of a thorn in my side. Yeah, it's going to make every day a little bit harder. Yeah. So, there, but that's an option. Yeah. Or not one that we would recommend. Yeah. Or you talk to your company. Or you, or you, you don't talk to your company, and you. Just well, that's option one. Option two is you go and find, put your name out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and or talk to your company. Yeah. And you could do them in parallel. Yep. I I would lean towards. I mean, this is the crucial conversation thing. Mm -hmm. As an employee, I, I would have the crucial conversation, I, like you did. Now, it would be hard. I acknowledge it's yes. hard. I don't think there's any magic to it. I, I, I think it's doing it is the hard part, mm -hmm. like it, instigating it, initiating yes. it. Yes, that, that, that and that discussion, when I was in my mid to late 20s, it was like a roller coaster. Going up, 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 it was terrifying. As I sat down in that chair and the conversation started, we went down the hill and everything was fine. Yeah. But getting over that initial fear of, holy crap, what's going to happen? Are they going to toss me out? Do I have my facts right? All of yeah. those things. Yeah. But it really went amazingly smooth because I came with logic. I didn't come in and say, hey, I deserve 40K more. And the person across the table says, why? And you're like, because I am right, yeah. like that's not going to work. So I think you need to come. I wouldn't over. I wouldn't overplan it. Like I wouldn't bring twenty two thousand powerpoints <laughs> yeah, and, right. and yeah. a spreadsheet. Yeah, I, I would bring some homework. I would bring some examples. I would actually leverage one of the advantages of having that recruiter is I would leverage some of that data mm -hmm. that that recruiter, even if it's anecdotal or whatever they gave you, because they're in the local market. So that really gives you not their name, but their data. And I would present your case, your value case. The other part of that conversation is I would, I would try to say it's, 
I wouldn't put it up. Remember the, the young man that came to you, ultimatum. I wouldn't phrase it as an yeah, ultimatum. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Right. And, uh, and I think your decision is based on how happy you are at the company in general. Exactly. If you're already not happy or something's not comfortable, don't go and try and get more money at your current job. I love that comment. Just go, or just go find the right place yeah. for you and you'll find out if that price is really accurate. So only negotiate if you care to stay. Yeah. I... I see so many people, and it's like it brings out the worst in human behavior. But there's some folks that hate it, but then they feel obligated to have like this negotiation discussion. And even worst case is they just go for the money, yeah, and then stay, and then they eventually quickly leave anyway, right? Because that was the that was the wrong thing. So have the conversation. Have your line your ducks up. Make sure it's the place you want to be. Like that's the final. Checkpoint of like, okay, I'm not happy, but if they gave me 40k more, would that make me happier? Maybe for a little bit, and that might be the thing that, you know, we've talked about. We had a whole series of like kicking you out of the nest. That might be the kick that you need to get out of the comfort zone of yep. the company you've been yep. in, yep. and say like, okay, I'm gonna go find that job that's better for me. I, I would say, as you were talking, I was thinking of valuing the company that you're at. Yeah. Like the intangibles. And this may be an old-fashioned thing, so shoot, and you, you're not shy about shooting me down. But to me, I would, so I would be doing everything we said so far, but mm-hmm. I'd also be trying to look at this company. So I have a 40K gap. Is there anything that's happening at this company that would narrow that gap? Mm-hmm. For me, I work for Josh Anderson. There's 10K more. No, no, no. Only less. 10? Yeah, I know. I thought that would close the whole 40K gap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could. It could. But in all seriousness, Metacasters, it would be, uh, and this is me. I'm being heartfelt. It matters who I work for, right? Who, yeah. my, who my direct boss yeah. is. That matters to me. If I was working for Josh, that would make a huge difference. If I was having fun in a joyous environment, if I enjoyed the teams I was working with, mm-hmm. if I felt we were appreciated, I would still, I would still, you know, with a 40 key gap, I would still look to close that. Yeah. But I might only be hoping for 20 or something. Because yeah. I'd be, eva- I'd be, va- it's not just evaluating me, I'd be evaluating where am I at? Why are you smiling? Because I would go for the whole 40K. Would you? Yeah, because See, that's, because, because you just undervalued I you. Just, uh, yeah, but you I, just did it. But, but it I, and and labeled it as these other things. You don't know if those other companies where those other salaries are have it better. Like, See, they might have it better. So you, yeah. Yeah. I just, but, you know, I... This is the difference, right? Exactly. That's the yeah. difference. Yeah, I, that would make that would make a. But you're right. I did. Yeah, I cut I cut the gap down. Yeah, and and, and I 100 percent agree with you. And you would never no stop. Yeah, so hold that thought because yeah. I like the 100 percent agree. But you would in that situation you would go for the all the yes. whole 40. See, I would never do that. Yes, that's that's weird because that's what the market. You're not weird. I'm. Yeah, that's a weird a gap. It's a different. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different, different thinking. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I need to I need to be more like you. Is what, I, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Well, to me, it's one of the things that like nudged me in this direction was my dad. Growing up, we would visit college campuses, and if we were ever in a city with like a pro stadium, because like I was a big sports kid growing up, I'm still a big sports person, and my kids now operate in the same same way, 
and we would always go to whatever the stadium was, and we would go in. We would find a door that was open, and we would go in. Yep. And we would walk around, we'd check it out, and then we'd leave. And the first time, it was, like, terrifying. And I was like, Dad, like, we can't do this. It's like, if a door's open, we go in. And if they tell us we shouldn't be there, then we'll say, okay, and we'll leave. You know, we're not going to get yep. put in jail. We're just going to, like, hey, we wanted to see it. We walked in. Okay, sorry, you didn't want us here. Gotcha. I, Thanks, I get, and we're I out. Get, yeah. Yeah. So then it's that same. Just walk in. Yeah, just walk in. And the worst case is it's no. So it's the fearless walking in. Yeah. And 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 I don't know if I'm acting, but I'm undercutting. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my drivers are, but I'm undercutting my value. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. So, yeah, I would I would go for the now, full now, thing. Don't, now, let's get back to that. Yeah. 100% Bob, you are 100% right. Okay. You are 100% right in that there is intrinsic value in the people that you work with, who you work for, and maybe even like the industry that you're in. True. So like I'm going into blockchain here in the next month. And to me, that's a huge selling point yep. that I can put on the table for a lot of the engineers that I want to hire. Like, listen, I can get you into blockchain as it's becoming hot. Because if you fast forward in five years, everybody's going to be doing it. And for you to say, hey, I've done it for five years, you are now the expert exactly. that they hire exactly. and not playing catch up. So there's a ton of value in industry, market, technology, whatever it might might be. But that doesn't cause me as the hiring manager to like lower the price. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So then don't do it to yourself. Yeah. 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 So the intangibles are just gravy, but beware. So you would say be be aware of them, mm -hmm. but but not under undervalue. Yeah, and value them, but yeah. not undervalue. And I have evolved in my career with that point. My very first boss was fantastic, and he told me numerous times, "You you you have to assign a value to." what the type of team you're working with and understand that, that yeah. yes, you can go and get more money working over yeah. there, but are they paying more? Are they paying more? Cause it's kind of a crappy job and the technology's old or, so you have to understand why that's worth more. And so I was like, Pat, I get you. I love you, but I'm not in that space right now. Right now for me, it's, I want to accelerate my career as fast as I can yeah. so I can get to where to where yeah. I want to be. Yeah. I've gotten older, a little bit wiser, maybe, and that stuff really matters now. And I've understood how to evaluate a company for those so, things. So, so generate all joking aside. Yeah. I think where you're at in your career curve. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's maybe use like, let's say you're in the beginning phases. You're accelerating. You're maturing or you're getting close to, you know, sort of there's a third, third, third of your yeah. career curve. That probably really matters. Yeah. So that's another factor in the valuation, right? Like, and, and give yourself space. So I'm, I'm channeling my inner Josh. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, accelerate, accelerate. Don't second guess yourself. I mean, do all the evaluation, but realize that what you're running your portfolio to accelerate. Yeah. For, for me, and we talked about stuff like this prior to hitting the record button, Every time I felt like I was underpaid, I forecasted my life forward 
and I felt like I was going to perennially be playing catch-up. Exactly. Because I was behind in job one, and then job two, and then job three. And so then by the time I get to job seven, and I'm in my mid-40s, I'm behind times seven. Exactly. So I felt like I needed to aggressively close that gap to ensure that as I aged and my opportunity to earn more, it grew with me as opposed to me always feeling like I was underpaid. So, so part of this, I want to nail that for the Metacasters. That's a part of this toolbox is look at yourself as a portfolio, an investment portfolio, and not mm-hmm. just look short term, but midterm and long term. Yeah. Right. It, as you're thinking about your value and because it's incremental over time. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I love that. Did we cover this? this enough do you think there's something yeah there's one more thing that i want to talk about is and we hit on it but i want to be clear so can you hold that for just a second there's one thing that i need to talk about yeah is that pizza on your hat yes it's this hat so you're are you doing this just to toy with me lately no this is my favorite hat in the world and that's a slice of what, what is that? It's home slice. Because it's a home plate made out of a slice of pizza. <laughs> when I saw that, I cackled for a solid five minutes. My kids came in to check on me. Like, what's wrong with I you, Dad? Have you noticed I'm making good eye contact, but then looking, I'm like, is it smoking a cigar? It is. No, it's, it is one of my favorite hats. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll put a picture in the you show notes it, or something. <laughs> so one more thing. What just to really drive a steak in it? Is that that feels not or a right? Pepperoni? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, pepperoni's fine. When you're going out in the situation, you have a clear vision of what you're worth. One of the things that always drove me crazy was when applying for a job and they would ask what your current salary oh, is. Oh, oh. And I always felt that is insignificant because that's a different role than the one I'm applying for. There's different things. So, yeah, I made this much there, but I don't know what my value is here because I'm not even sure completely what the job is. Correct. So I just wanted to talk about navigating that. And like we talked about the person I reached out to on LinkedIn, I really appreciated that there was clarity of, hey, if the number's not this, I don't want to waste your time. Right. I don't want to waste my time. Right. So there is nothing wrong. In fact, I would encourage you to have that part of the conversation early so you don't waste time on talking to companies where it's not going to be a fit. And you know what? Their internal recruiter, the hiring manager, whoever it is, mm-hmm. loves the fact that it's clear, of like, okay, like I love this person. But we're not going to pay that. So I want to hear, because I'm old-fashioned, right? And my yeah. view is, you know, you, the company drives. So, mm-hmm. so, the yeah. 2000, so the 2022, so there's what, what are the questions? What are you currently making and what do you want? What do you want to make? I only say what I want. Okay. Because what I'm making doesn't, does not factor into so this if I, conversation. So if I push you on it, I'm not going to give that to you. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, then... I I take that as okay. This isn't the kind of company I probably. But you're not going to you're not going to be forced to. You, no. This is this yeah. is my the salary that would attract me to this role. Yeah. Period. Yeah. If you put this on the table, 
I would come over here. Yep. Whistling Dixie. Yep. Okay. Yeah. See, I I would probably not now, but historically, my generation, the co- you know, we would disclose everything. Well, and that's why I fought so hard early because I felt like that. Yeah. I felt like every job, I'm like. I got to be honest and tell them I'm only making this much money. Yeah. And then that automatically undercuts you. It automatically, most likely. It automatically yeah. undercuts so you. I, so I just got to the point where, like, I'm not going to let them Is do that. Is that fair today? Can you get away with that? Yeah. So you're you're a guy that's walked in in shorts and stuff in yeah. interviews. So you're, yeah. you're a little bit yeah. bombastic. I am brazen. But, yeah. but can you get away with Yeah. Can the average person get away with that nowadays? Oh, to me, it is 100% a supply and demand issue. Yeah. You absolutely can. If you could before, you even can even more now because okay. of the demand that's out there and people are understanding the value that people are bringing. And with COVID, some of the workforce has chosen or had to step away. What about dealing with a recruiter who's having that same... So sometimes a recruiter will have that, that pre-filtering discussion with you. Would you do the same thing with them? Or would you... Yeah, because that doesn't matter in your choice that is to be made. You have a number in your head of what you believe that you're worth. Yeah, okay. And you need to hold to that. Like, if that's the number that matters, that's the number that you believe, it it doesn't matter what the old one was. So if because I, you don't choose the new job based on your old salary. You so choose the new job based on... If I'm on, getting an 80K bump, yeah. I, I take the 80K bump. I just go for the 80K bump. That's what I would do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're providing yeah. other cast advice, and you're but, closer. But it is different, right? So there could be different generations where it's comfortable for some and not comfortable for, for others. But understanding the market is important, which is why we wanted to have this yeah. Yeah. episode. And if you've listened to the podcast for any period of time, you've heard how aggressive I am in the interview process of checking to see if they're a fit for me yeah and the way i approach the interview and all of that and even the pay bit well i think the market supports what you're saying yeah now more than ever josh so that's mm. another part of it right i just wanted to get it out there yeah. and be clear gotcha. it, right the market is every metacasters you're in the driver's seat yep and and so go go let this wrap this sucker go value yourself valuate yourself the way we were talking about it, and then see where you want to go from there. And to echo back to the previous episode, don't be an ass about it. Right? Like, you can't do that. You can't, you know, be flippant during the hiring process. You still need, like, you still need to prove yourself. Yeah. But now you have a different idea of what you're worth. Yeah. And that's a key decision on whether you're willing to take that that job. But, you, you know, just don't be an ass about it. So one final question. Yeah. If, if you were to split the world, like your view of the world, you know, are folks mo- more overvaluators? So you've been a leader, you've been mm-hmm. an observer of hum- human dynamics, right? What's the splits? Like half and half or something? Undervaluators, overvaluators, valuators, like right in the-, the thing that I've hung my hat on as a builder and leader of teams is everybody thinks they're worth more money whether they're willing to chase it or not okay whether they're willing whether it's comfortable or not i think down deep people view that and now that might be a biased view because of how 
See, heavy I, a, I am on one side. See, I have a different, I think, more, and it's not just me. I'm not trying to think. I think a lot of folks that I've hired mm. in my career of hiring, interviewing, building teams, more people undervalue themselves. Well, it might be how we hire That's and the type of the people person we hire, that we yeah. look for because I do tend to hire... Oh, that's very no, that's type true. A personality, yeah, yeah, yeah. really driven. Yeah. I want to know they have a path for their career. I, I'm with you, and they and it's like it's a mission. So, medications. The reason I'm going there is challenge yourself to get to know yourself. Yeah, right. Find whatever you are. It's not one is better than the other. It's evaluate yourself and be aggressive. Yes. You don't have to be aggressive, Josh, or, or unaggressive, Bob. That's not the point. Yeah. Be aggressive in the valuation of yourself. Yes. Bob and I are at different ends of the spectrum, and we're both very successful and happy with the careers that we've built. What we want to make sure you understand is, let's say there's a 40K difference. No one's going to walk in and give you that. No. No one. No. You got the it. only way that's going to happen is if you get up off your butt and make Absolutely. it happen. Absolutely. That, 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 yeah. To that we, do, we yeah. agree, right? Yep. And, and you're worth it. That's the aggressive point I, I was trying to... Evaluate what you are, what your value is, and then convince yourself, if you're not, that you're worth it, right? Get that, that realtor, so your house is worth that. And that's what they're going to market it at. So mm -hmm. figure out what that value is and then just latch on that sucker. Yep. Hey... Hopefully this was valuable oh, wow. to everyone. That was terrible. Right? So from, <laughs> from beautiful downtown Gary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Gillen. You say shake. Shake? And, oh, I didn't say my name. You didn't say I screwed it up. I'm you Josh did. Anderson. I, I was waiting for you. And no, I was your name. Okay, I'm so Josh he's Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs> After all these years. Yeah. 216 episodes. I know.